Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Well, Erev Shabbos, this must be Risa Darais, and this is Erev Shabbos Shiro. And of course, most people are thinking about the Shiro this week, and there's many reasons to think about that. But the end of the Barsha actually brings us to the Battle of Klaisro against Amalek, and a God's adjuration at the end of that Parsha is, of course, Muhammad Lashem Amalek. Midor Dor, that there's going to be a generation to generation to the end, almost of time, a battle against Hamolik, and of course in a, uh, about a month or so, we're going to be reading Parsha Zohar, which is going to remind us again about the unending battle and hatred we have to have for Hamolik. In fact, that's the whole reason for reading that Parsha, is to generate, similar to Orwell's three-minute hate, to actually... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where do you get the schiv to hate from the Pasuk? I'm talking about what the Rambam says. The Rambam in the Sefer HaMitzvah, yeah. when he talks about uh, this reason for reading Mechemes uh, HaMolek every year, is that people should hear it, and it should cause them to have a feeling of hatred. Now, again, I don't know which Sefer HaMitzvah translation you're going to be looking for there. I see you looking behind you. But whether it's Chaim Heller's translation or Kapach's, you'll take a look at when the... Neither. Okay, Ibn Tibbin then. All right, yeah. and it's probably inaccurate. But, um, yeah. okay, well, you know, you might as well be medieval, Rabbi Yisif, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. Yes, but if you take a look at the at the, at the the translations of the, of the purpose of the mitzvah of reading about Amalek and being Ma'irer, Amalek, the Rambam is very clear that it's to generate a a, 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 a unending feeling of sinna to order to be able to go out and uh, engage in battle against our enemies. So, anyway, while you're looking that up, and if you can, uh, you can shrug me up like you sometimes do, then I'm fine. But anyway, but the point, however, is is that Mohammed Samolek and Zahira Samolek is definitely a, an idea that sits somewhat uncomfortable in the minds of the contemporary Jew. Um, and yet, I think it's part of what we talk about Rizcha Daraisa. I think our sense of uh, of anger and hatred uh, does seem to be something that's sanctioned uh, by the sources, the risk against someone who took advantage of us, who not only took advantage of us then, but is our lifelong, eternal, mystical enemy who wants to destroy Klal Yisrael. And of course, uh, many will tell you, are you going to read Sefer Mitzvah to me now? No, no, it's very long, but there's no word sin on here. Okay, what is it? You want to read the Sefer Mitzvah from the Ibn Tibbin translation? Go ahead. I'm going to get the Rechaim Heller. Okay, you know what? I'm sitting at a meat plant doing Gashgoch, and you're sitting in your library, so it's really right. not fair. You want the Rechaim Heller? Not, not a problem. Okay. Okay. That's, if you think that okay, that would uh, be more. All right, okay. You know, this is, you want to try to get this in 18 minutes, but it's all right over here. You, we can do it in two parts. You it's know okay. what? I, I, I just learned Hilchus uh, Matzah, a CS Matzah, in uh, part of Deershu. And part of what we found over there, that this whole 18 minutes is really a shtickle got bluffed. Yes, if, yes. if you are able... It's really 22.5. Right. So, and if you constantly are Isaac in it, if you have energy and you're constantly rolling the Isa over again and again and again, it's not going right. to be Mahmoud. So I think in, in, in comparable, if we can roll this Isa around, maybe we'll go past 18 minutes today. Okay. We'll maybe. But look, who should see one of our rogues? Shiva Armamin Ulavdom? No, no, Amalek Tzadik. Amalek. No, it's the same one. Yeah, go ahead. It's the same mitzvah. And then he goes on afterwards and he says, 
Uh, Are you in my mitzvah sasei? Okay, what about when the Ramam talks about the reason why we need to hear it every, when he talks about the reason of why we need to hear it? Okay. Uh, um, oh, it's here. Kivalevich, okay. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Kivalevich, best bechaper. Touche, touche. It's not the first time. Audience, it's not the first time. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, Heller, Tibbon, Kapach, it's to me ma'orer hatred, because that's what's going to move us to be Baalei Milchama. Otherwise, we're going to sit in our big houses in Muncie and Teaneck and Elizabeth, and we're not going to go out there and do the fight that we have to do. So a cope on him, a cope on him, a cope on him, it seems like the story, and maybe that when it comes to the story of Purim as well, at least in the Rambam's mind, not in Shamshana Fo Hirsch's and other people's minds, but in the classic Rishonim sources, what we're talking about here is sinna towards our eternal enemies. And uh, this is not something that plays well. It's not politically correct. I'm not sure if on your... Um, I'm going to be... I'm going to be why you didn't remember this. is because you've, you've created your own... This site that you have about Judaism... What is it called again? Orthodox Jews Against Racism, right? Uh, discrimination. But I, I didn't remember the same because I haven't seen this in 30 years. All right. That's no, it. no, no, no. I also worked to the couple 30 years ago. All right. If you think. But anyway... Okay. You have a better memory than I Okay. A cope on him. Listen, that was the only thing they let me give Sheer in. I'm a bigger lamb, then. You have a better memory. Uh, you want to you, you want to put this up in the airwaves in the cloud that here's that aggressor lambden than me? Okay, <laughs> all right. We'll see. We're, we're going to let the voters decide. Anyway, <laughs> I'll call upon him, Rabbi Yosef Kavliel, and 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 I, I always call you Rabbi Yosef Kavliel. So here's a time. Uh Here we have Sina, and um, it's something which is not politically correct to speak about. It's something which I and you we both have spoken publicly, and Hirsch has really. Pave the way for us to down uh, to downplay a sense of hatred against our enemies. Uh, but anyway, we talked about the Holocaust last week. Uh, we mentioned Rabbi Victor Miller and, and his attitude, um, which is all on the public record. Uh, and I guess uh, part of what I guess this leads to is um, our public face uh, towards this and how different it is uh, than Christianity. 
uh, in terms of what the, the Christian ideal of loving your enemy and compassion for your for for someone who even has done terrible things to you. And again, I I, I mentioned to you a couple of minutes ago when we we're off the air. I mentioned to you the uh, essay that I think sort of made Mayor Salvatrix's uh, reputation. He was a very young man when he wrote it in 2003, um, and it was called The Virtue of Hate. And part of what he did in this essay in First Things, and our listeners can find it online, it's still available, is to contrast Christianity and Judaism and to show that although Christianity has a certain uh, an, an admirable, incredible compassion, I think it was uh, displayed by the Amish after the terrible nickel mines um, massacre where the Amish people who were actually the victims of the massacre came and embraced their murderer and helped the murderer's widow and did things which were way beyond anything we could even conceive of in terms of Rahmanis for the person who tried to destroy you. Um, that's not what Judaism stands for, at least. Uh, it's not something that's essential in the Jewish sources uh, historically. And maybe not part of what the way what we should act today. Um, so I, I know that this aspect of sinna and sinna towards our enemies uh, got your fancy struck about something that happened in uh, it, it, just recently. I think just as recently as yesterday. And what was that? So the uh, the well, there was a national prayer breakfast the day after the acquittal from the impeachment uh, and. Um, one of the Christian evangelical speakers spoke about how uh, we have uh, how Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said that we have to love our enemies, and then Donald Trump got up and uh, he he argued on Jesus, uh, and he said that we, we shouldn't love our enemies, and his enemies are terrible people, singling out of course his per- political enemies. Uh-huh. So uh, the question, of course, Donald Trump is not a role model for behavior and. The fact that he blasphemes in his own religion is not our issue. We don't care about that so much. And certainly the hatred is not worthy, uh, it's not worth, it's not appropriate to, to hate your political rivals just because they disagree with you or think that you are wrong. But it, it is an interesting idea that perhaps Donald Trump, I say this with great uh, revulsion, perhaps Donald Trump was right about the principle. Mm-hmm. And 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 there. Well, let, let me just say, look, I I, I didn't know much about it um, until I was reading up about it a, a little while ago. But it does seem, and again, we talk about the the the, the sense of coming together in prayer um, of the major religions. I'm sure there were some imams there, and I'm sure there was some representative of of Judaism there. I'm not sure which which uh, rabbi or, or 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 rabbinical personage was there. Uh, but it does seem clearly uh, the incorrect thing, the incorrect tone to strike when the whole purpose of the prayer breakfast, I guess, is to say that we can turn to God and we need, in order to do that, we need to forget about the things that separate us. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm wondering if, if, the, if the rabbi who was there was asked about it, would he have condemned Trump's comments? And maybe he should have. I don't know. It does seem to be, it does seem to be, Again, if we're going to start, like you say, we're going to start listing, you know, Trump's inappropriate aspects. I mean, we, I don't even know if we, we could do a, a hundred thousand podcasts and probably not yes. finish. But, uh, so, so I guess what you want to bring out. Right. So I want, I want to ask you about this quote from Rav Cook, which I was just found while I was looking for it. He says, it's from Musa Ravicha. Midasa Hava. I should translate because Rav Cook's language is flowery. The, 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 
Mida of love, Hashriyab in the Shamb in the which is dwells in the, the souls of the Tzadikim, he collects as Kol Haburim Kulam, includes all the creatures. They know Motiyam Mina Klaus Shum Davar, below Shum Ambelashom. He doesn't ex- make as an exception anything and not eat any nation or language. Vafila Molik. And even I'm like a nonim chekimitachas hashemayim. He's only destroyed from beneath the heavens. It's a very non-chasidish idea. Habitei hazikuch by being purified misalehu l'shoresh atod. Okay. He gets uplifted to his uh, his um, uh, uh, good so, uh, good roots asheru me'al hashemayim, which is above the heavens. Nichlal hakol b'hava el yonah. And everything is included in the lofty love. Right. So, does this, will this, can this be reconciled with the Rambam's approach or is this very different? Well, okay, so Rav Kook had a very interesting, uh, relationship with the Rambam. Um, on one hand, he was one of the Rambam's staunchest defenders, um, and as you know, in his, uh, classic letter to Zev Yaivitz, historian, he actually says that, uh, despite all the, um, Aristotelian influences that might have impacted on the Rambam's Seifamur Nevuchim, that the Rambam, that his Derech and Aveda was Niskadish Pikdushas Nefesh of the Rambam itself. That despite all the other influences that are not necessarily inherent in, in Teira that the Rambam brings to the table, the Rambam, coalesced uh, within the incredible uh, surah of the Rambam, a derech of Avedis Hashem, and I'm sure, you know, Natan Slifkin and others are very happy about that because Rav Kook is, in a sense, bin machshir, the derech avayda of the Rambam philosophically as a derech. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Let me just make my point. So, Why does you have to mention that name? <laughs> I'm just saying that, I, what I'm saying is, is that, yes, and Rav Kook justified the Rambam in ways that nobody else did. On the other hand, you can't, obviously, the Ram, Rav Kook, who is coming from uh, a, a Hasidic, mystical, Goins, Kabbalah type of approach, uh, also, you know, influenced by his own incredible mind, uh, clearly is, 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 is a divergent from the Rambam in, in this case. And, and I guess really what it brings to fore is, is, was, what, what, is what Hirsch said, Apologia, or have we really come to the the Cookian explanation of what it means, Mohammed Samolik? I do think that Rav Cook probably I, I don't have the piece in front of me because I told you I'm at the A and H meat factory here. We don't have Sifre Harav. We don't have the white shas here, but uh, we do have a white room where they work on the meat. But we don't have the we don't have the we don't have the vice shas. But what I would say is is that probably he agrees that Mohammed means Mohammed Kipshutai. And you talk, I have. But he's saying the essence, the mitzvahs of the Rabbanu Shalom putting that kayachara in the belt, by destroying it, we can actually find the ultimate kayach of what that rock comes from, from some high darga of Atik Yoyman or Atik or whatever, Adam Kadman, whatever it is, the shirish of that original ra, we are able somehow, it's, it has a tikkun. And I think the, in that way, he's speaking a mystical language that the Rambam would have found as foreign as Chinese. 
And that's something where he's coming from me. He's about Koi, he's about Soi. He's looking in the world of Kabbalah. So, of course, he, the Ram, he, he probably agrees with the Rambam in, literally that they're probably, he wouldn't stop people from, if we could find out who Amalek is from fighting them, but he still believes it doesn't mean that there's inherent evil in the world. Do you agree with me? Yes, but let's say, if I'm asking you now, does Rav Cook, uh, uh, by the way, I want to get back to something you said before, before just to, in the spirit of Rizcha the Raisa. Yes. You know, the, the person you mentioned. Uh, I don't think he'd be so happy that Ramam Zerachavoyer because Ramam Zerachavoyer, as we know, is reflected in Rebav Ram and Rambam's Hamas Bikloev De Hashem. And Hamas Bikloev De Hashem is really a mystical, quasi-mystical work. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, alright, so again, I know, you know, we're beating the East over here because I know you're the one that stops me at 18 minutes. But, okay, but now you've touched another thing which is a little bit, I don't have this farm in front of me, but it is a safer I've worked on for many, uh, for a long time ago, maybe more than 30 years ago, but I did work on it for a long time. And, and of course it is influenced by Sufi, um, uh, theology, uh, there's no question about it. Rabbi Bechafer has mentioned, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, again, the, the, the Nagid after the Rambam in Fastat, in that spot, who sort of took over the Rambam's job, Rabbeinu Avram ben Rambam. And he was only 19 years old when the Rambam died. And although, and the Rambam at the time of, uh, of, of his death was hardly at home. And Rabbeinu Avram, although he's the closest thing we know to a Talmud of his father, I believe he's someone who actually went and did things very much uh, in a, inspired by his father. But I don't think his father would have sanctioned and maybe even agreed with the things that uh, Rabbi Avram and Arambam did. So you're correct um, that there are things in Sefer Amaspik which Natan Slifkin and others wouldn't consider rationalist Judaism, but the Rambam's edifice stands as it does, and and, and for better or for worse, the Merunavuchim is rationalist Judaism, despite what you know uh, uh, people like Rabbi Rama Belafia and and Yerucham Liner and other people have tried to see Kabbalah in it. It is a path of rationalist Judaism, and there's a instead of the the, the, the Orange Seif, they talk about this great Seichel Apoyel, and the Nisham is not the Nishama that we know it to be. And but again, if that's what you want to believe. You can't be considered a kaifer and apikairis for for believing it. Does that does that answer anything? No. Um, I only it's it's based on your assertion, the Rebbe of Ram, despite the fact that he says that he's representing the Rambam completely, was actually from your perspective not was pre- representing him completely. Yeah. Look, he is definitely he believes. Look, let's talk a, a quote that Rav Salvechik said, and, and Rav Salvechik said the the, the road said that Reb Chaim started the revolution and I finished it, right? Which means he believes that his approach is the crown onto what Reb Chaim did, right? Now, would you would you say that that is true? Would you say that Reb Chaim's uh, uh, approach in alumnus and, and, and analysis leads directly and only towards what the Rav did? Uh, in, 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 in what, how he developed things, it's clearly built on it. But it, but the two are not. One is built on the other, but one can. That doesn't mean that everything that Rav Yosheber says is the type of thing Rav Chaim would say. No, uh, that's true. But certainly, Rav Shimon claims that his dare came from Rav Chaim as well. Oh, right, and those drachim are different. In the same way, I would say 
Rabbein Avram and Arambam is a fascinating figure that needs a lot of work, a beautiful parish on Shemais that everybody should read and get a lot out of, but it's not necessarily the Shita of his dad. And again, look, we all know that, and even the Rambam knew this as he writes in the Igeris, uh, as he writes in the, in the beginning of Igeris Hashmad, once something is printed, once something is actually put in Ksav, you need to be very careful before you do it, but it takes on a super life, an uber life of its own, sometimes even greater than the actual thoughts and ideas and contemplations of the person who wrote it. I mean, this gets to the original intent, but there's many people who who use the Rambam in, in, in Mishnah Torah in ways that the Rambam himself, from his philosophical perspective, would have found very uh, uh, zany, right? right? And yet that doesn't necessarily passel that derech. So um, I would say the same thing that once this this mis, this rational approach that's in uh I think is something which people like Slifkin and others have a right to follow and we don't have to necessarily uh, condemn them I don't know what do you think I agree but I, I want to get back since we're really over time I want to get back to the issue at hand which is does uh, maybe we have to wait till next week because I don't I think we got enough risk in today. I don't know about yes. enough Arisa. Yes. We got enough risk yeah, yeah. So, so you g- uh, give us some Arisa then. No, so the question is whether Rav Cook and, and Lahadil, Elif, Alpha, Abdullahs, uh, the Sermon on the Mount are, uh, are more similar to each other, not, notwithstanding the Rambam. In other words, Rav Cook will take the, will, will Rav Cook take the position that, uh, you should love your enemies? Um, I, put it this way. Uh, I think I've answered that question. I, I, I don't think Rev Cook put this. I think Rev Cook will probably admit uh, practically that it was probably impossible to find a Malik in terms of using a a, a, uh, a loophole, so to speak, saying that we don't we can't be Mavar who a Malik is. But but I think that he won't be machish to pshuta shomikra. I don't think he's going to be machish that. Whereas I think Jesus, based on the way he's interpreted, is really talking about an end to all wars, an end to all battles, to the fact that you actually, you know, uh, you actually do not pursue the battle till the end. And and that's why, you know, the, the Quakers and others, uh, you know, refuse to engage, even in what what could have been, uh, again, this gets into American history, but what could have been a more justifiable battle than, you know, part in the Civil War, when you know, when when people were called, especially when it was put into terms of uh, freeing the slaves and fighting for a better country, where uh, the Quakers and others refused to fight based on the principles of Jesus, which is we're not going to fight against even someone who stands uh, totally antithetical to, to what we stand for. Okay, so I'm not sure where we got over. We definitely went into a circle here, but uh, uh, so... Uh, I am. A no, 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 no. We, we, got to, we got to. We have definitely, and I think this, we have to follow up on this. But I think we definitely have different opinions in Yahadus about the legitimacy of sinna towards our enemies, not our enemies, of course. And I think that the the but there is a the solution, at least a partial resolution, in what Governor Mel says. Misanecha Hashem esno. In other words. Amalek, if we hate them, it's because they are soinim of Akadosh Baruch Hu. We don't hate Amalek because they are soinim, but because they're soinim of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, I, I, again, I, I'm on I'm on your side here. Look, I yeah. we talked just a, a little hemshach from last week, and we can close this up. One of the things that uh, we were talking about, Rabbi Victor Miller and the the 
incorrectness of of spreading his ideas in a popular vein, one of the things that Victor Miller says is if we know who Amalek is, he says, of course, we should go in and, and, and kill as many of those Amalekim, of those descendants or of those people, if they were the ones who were involved in the, in, in Germany, uh, who were, who were in the camps, uh, we should go and kill them. And he would be very happy about that. I, I think both of us probably agree that, I mean, <laughs> that right? Uh, right. that, uh, that the idea of, of, of this milchama, whether it's whether it ever was whether it was literal or not, bismaneinu, I think we have to be makabel. Uh, it's only in a in a mystical sense, in a sense that uh, we'll let that be the milchama of Hashem. All right. So we that, didn't even get into the real controversial Reb Chaim though. Okay, you're really you know what? Okay, go ahead. What's the controversial? No, I, 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 I want to leave it. I don't what, want to get into what controversial Chaim are talking? You know, you know. Oh, you're talking about the Arabs. Okay, right, right. Okay, but it's not written anywhere. It was said no, it's over. Written. It's said it's, over by Gershuni and others. Gershuni and others, right. others say it over in Shem Rav Chaim, and and Rav Salvechik says it as well in right. a number of places. Right. All right. Okay, so at a different time. All right. So. That that's so. We we are getting closer to Shabbos, so we'll wrap it up over here with Mirza Shem. We'll meet you next week, and then I just want to read our uh, our typical sign off because we do want you to. We have gotten some good feedback, but we can't stay on the air and we can't continue unless. Give me a second here. Right. If you want, if you like what you heard today, and we hope you did, and you want to help us continue, the best way is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you use. That helps more people to find the program. If you have an idea for us, reach out. We greatly appreciate it as it furthers the conversation about the issues that we care so much about. So I'm uh, from Kimolevich. I was with Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Belkopper. Have a good Shabbos, Rabbi Yosef, and we will be, we will be uploading this right before Shabbos. Yes, Mr. Shabbos. Okay.